1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Uh, Getting you ready. We were, uh, of course, Harvey and Joe are producing the show. We were talking in the break. First weekend, no football. Feels weird, right? Feels off.
3: See, Anita, for for a a Hispanic soccer lover like me, every weekend Mm -hmm. is fine. I don't mind that there's no football. I think we could all take a break from a bit of football. Thankfully, the Pro Bowl does that for us. So.
2: I don't know. I, I, I think it feels weird. I bought tickets to go see Avatar tomorrow, and then I re- and then I saw it. It's three hours. It's three hours and it's like three hours and like twenty minutes or something like that. It's ridiculous. I didn't know that going in. You won't be locked lo- locked into the, the flag football Pro Bowl. What?
3: What about the hockey All Star Game?
2: What? No.
3: By the um, way, I mean, I,
2: I I can't. I don't even remember the last time I haven't seen a movie. I haven't seen a movie all football. Well, no, no, I, I take that back. Well, I tried to take my mom to go see, um, a movie while she was here. That's all another story. Um, but nonetheless, no, I, I haven't, I, I mean, you know, football season, I'm not, I'm not going to the movie theater, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to see, uh, Avatar tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's continue with your calls. Um, I know a number of people want to chime in. eight hundred nine 919 3776 Let's go to James in New Jersey. James, welcome in. Good afternoon.
4: Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Um, um, my position I wanted to, to talk on is when Kyrie didn't get that extension, in my mind I was thinking when Kevin Durant said I wanted to trade, I was thinking that Cleveland Cavaliers are coming to L.A. I was saying Kevin Love is on his last year, Kyrie's on his I said they're bringing back the band. They might even add Danny Green. And uh you know, even the signing of Achimura, I that's that's somebody that you can have as a six man role. He can either play the three or play play the four. Kevin Love starts some. But I just my my intention was it's it's LA, LA, LA. They're not going to trade. There's going to be no Russell Westbrook trade. They need that that cap space, and Kevin Love will probably be a, you know collect mid level exception, and I think that will be a roster going into next year. There's all these this trades are not going to happen. It's the same situation with with uh, Kevin Durant, and I, they probably had that conversation, which made him think. He said, "Hey, well, if this doesn't work out, where are your intentions?" And he probably said L.A. and he said if you decide where you want to go, probably back to to Warriors, you know. And and I think that that's what it really, you know, the gist of what everything is.
2: We'll see. We'll, we'll see. James, thanks for the phone call. We'll, we'll see how this plays out in due time. Let's go to Patrick in Lindbrook. Patrick, welcome in.
4: Hi, Anita.
2: Hi.
4: How are you? Yes, um, I would just like to give my my opinion as far as Kyrie goes. Um, Even back at Duke, he was never a consistent player. He was never available until probably like the end of the season. So I took my hat to all those scouts who said that he probably wouldn't last the full season in the NBA as far as injury concerns. And here we are today what is he going to be 35 years old and still he cannot consistently complete a basketball season in the nba have a good day
2: let's go to richard in jacksonville richard good afternoon
5: Anita, anita what's up i apologize for sounding so sure of something just what i it is really conjecture but i i feel pretty good about this anita you were talking, when you were talking to, uh, was it Jordan, or uh, who was the first, uh, the NBA insider you were just talking to? Nick
2: Friedell Nick Friedell
5: Yeah, Nick. Nick, you were saying how, well, you just don't understand, there's a piece missing for you in the logic, and that piece is this. Kyrie hates playing basketball. He hates playing basketball. He loves getting an NBA check, but he hates playing basketball. He will do anything and everything to disrupt anything so that he has a possibility of collecting an NBA check while sitting on the sideline. If you were an investigator and we were investigating this, like it was a crime or whatever, go back. Don't you think it's a big tell that he's one of the only players in history of basketball to just disappear for a few days and not take the, the owner's phone call. Like this is a guy who is not motivated by championships. He's motivated by just collecting those checks and creating drama. So he doesn't have to get on the court. And that's the piece you're missing that he's not like LeBron or KD or guys who are making decisions based on championships. He's literally based on the fact that he hates playing basketball, but he won't quit because apparently he likes the money. It's just that simple. I wish it were different.
2: You know, Richard, and thanks for the thanks for the phone call. I I, I uh I respect your opinion. Um and, and there is something there. Listen, there's um I've and, and my sport, quote unquote, is football. Uh, and I've had several conversations with a number of football players who don't like playing football? And just what you said, Richard. They play because th- for the money. And it it's it it was a sport and an avenue uh, that they excelled at that allowed them and their families to live a a, a better life, a healthier life, uh, financially, uh, all all the, all that comes, all the things, all of it that 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 comes into it, right? Um. You know I don't, I don't know, I don't know Kyrie. I've never met him. I don't, I don't, I'm not as close or connected to the NBA like I am with the NFL, so I, I don't know if that's the case. But there is a disconnect there, and I don't understand it. And could that be the answer? It very well could be. I, I don't know. But folks need to understand this. Uh, there are a, a, a good percentage of players out there that don't love playing the sport that, that they have signed up for. And the reason that they do play is for the money. Richard is absolutely right. Is Kyrie one of those guys? I, I don't know. But, um, and and then, and, and this is, and it's really interesting because when you talk to scouts in around the NFL, this is something that they have to, you know, find out. Does this player love playing football? Because it's a brutal sport. It's brutal. Um, and if you don't love it and your heart's not 100% in it, you you won't be as good. You just won't. When it comes to football, let's go to Melvin in Edgewater. Melvin, good afternoon. Welcome in.
6: Hello, how you doing? Uh, I just wanted Great. to uh, talk about uh, the Kyrie situation. Hello? Yeah,
2: yeah, Hello. Melvin, you're up. Go ahead.
6: Yes, yes. I want to talk about the Kyrie situation. Um, and just like you said, there's no way Kyrie can go and score 40 points he had couple of times in the last couple of weeks and not want to play basketball, right? Maybe he, you know, a lot of players, like you said, play a sport for <clears throat> money and not the love. I don't think, and I've played professional basketball before. I don't think a professional athlete plays the game and don't like it. Maybe they don't like the league, right? Everybody makes it seem like the league is doing these play a favor. It's a two-way street. No players, no league. Right, the Nets got to pay him. They should have been paid him. And at this point, he's taking matters in his own hands. And we know he had his issues, right? And he had his own personal issues, or why he never showed up and took a stand for a lot of different things? But on the court, he's been dynamite. He's held them down while Kevin Durant's been out. If you didn't pay him now, when are you going to pay him? He's taking matters in his own hands. It's a two-way street. It's not always about the lead. No players, no lead. So everybody has to be fair. And I don't think Kyrie doesn't like to play basketball. There's no way you can perform the way you perform and don't like the game and don't want to play. You can't play that well just for money. So that's it. The net, you You know, you got to do what you got to do for yourself.
2: Melvin, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. I, I say this all the time to my friends. I love what I do. I love what I do. I love my, I love my job. And I, I, I wake up, I wake up every morning. I can't like, I can't wait. And every, every day is different, you know, radio. I'm on four days a week, TV. I'm on three to four days a week. I do digital shows. Um, I do side stuff for MSG. I do side stuff for America's best racing, horse racing. Um, I've aligned myself with this great new company called sport trade and it's uh, the stock market meets gambling, and everything I do, I love. I love. I love preparing. I love researching. I love. I, I get to talk about sports uh, with people I know and strangers, and I love it. But I hate my industry. I hate it. I hate the industry I'm in. I hate it. And I don't use the word hate. And I'm I'm using the word hate. I hate it. It's it it sucks. I'm not I'm not sugarcoating it, obviously. Hate my industry, love what I do. Love it. Blessed. Feel blessed. Could that be it? I I you know, could Kyrie love what he does? Could he love basketball but hates the politics behind it? Hates the league. Hates front offices. Hates general managers? That could be real. It's real for me. It's real for me. 800-919-3776. We come back. Uh, Let's switch gears. Let's start getting you ready for the Super Bowl. I know it's it's a week and a day away, but never too soon, right? Uh, I host a digital show called Bet three days a week on ESPN Plus, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Uh, Adam Teicher, who covers the Kansas City Chiefs, and Tim McManus, who covers the Eagles, uh, join me yesterday on bet. I'm going to replay that clip for you just to kind of give us an update. What's going on? What's happened this week with the Eagles? Uh, you know, what's going on with with uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes and the ankle? Uh, just get a, get a quick update from the two dudes who've got their finger on the pulse of both teams better than most. And as always, Cynthia Freeland uh, will join us on the show coming your way at 1.30. Okay, and we'll continue with your calls. Artie, I see you. I know you want to talk about uh, trade all the picks for Rodgers. <laughs> also, uh, Jeff Legwall is going to join us on the show. Big news this week. Sean Payton is now going to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. So get a little, little update there from Jeff. But more importantly, talk to Jeff about Nathaniel Hackett and what Jets fans can expect from him as well. Really, really good interview. Stay tuned for that as well. Right here on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And...
2: tell us why you hate your industry was, was a compelling segment, but close the loop. Uh, The reason why I hate my industry is because uh, it it is a male dominant industry. Um, and I feel that yes, a a number of us women have paved the way paved the way, uh, but we're still far from it. Right. Um, you know, still today you look around, there's uh, no female NFL analyst and that's what I have strived to be. You know, I've gotten a number of people, Anita, don't you, want, don't you want to be on the sideline? Don't you want to be a sideline reporter? No, I don't want to be a sideline reporter. have no desire to be a sideline reporter. Thank you. No, thank you. I want to be an NFL analyst. I played the game. I know the game better than most. I know the game better than most men. I watch the game differently. I watch the game like an athlete, like a, a, a football player. Uh, I feel that I'm deserving to be an NFL analyst. But there, you, you won't find one female NFL analyst out there. You just won't. Um, why ask yourself male dominate? Um, I, I can sit here and, and go on for hours and hours and hours. Why there are a number of women like me, uh, who have not had a fair shot and a fair opportunity to amount to, uh, what their goals and what their aspirations are in this industry, because we are women, but we signed up for this profession. It's unfortunate until there's more minority general managers and minorities running shops, whether it's TV or radio, women like me will not be able to attain what our ultimate goals and dreams are in this industry. But again, I love what I do. I love the fact that I get to host sports talk radio. I love the fact that I'm on TV. I love the fact that I work for ESPN. I love that I get to talk about gambling. For so many years, I was punished. I was called into the principal's office and said, Anita, what are you doing? Gambling's illegal. You're not allowed to talk about gambling. And I'm like, what do you mean? Majority of people who watch football gamble on football. Well, it's not legal. I'm like, I don't care. They all have bookies. <laughs> like... It is what it is. People gamble. We need to talk about it. No, we're not allowed. It's illegal. And here come full circle. I get paid by ESPN, uh, which is a Disney company to talk about gambling. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am happy. I am blessed. I love what I do. I wake up every morning. I'm a pig in mud. I would say something else. It's a family show, but I hate my industry. With that being said, uh, we are a week and a day away from the Super Bowl, and therefore we've got Kansas City. A lot of storylines there with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Getting ready uh, for uh, to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, and some question marks with Patrick Mahomes in that ankle. Is it? Here's another. I was asked this week: Is it really a high ankle sprain, or is it just a, an ankle sprain? Because it, there is a difference, right? Um, we did see Patrick Mahomes retweak it in the game against Cincinnati. He was hobbling around unless of course that was a Kurt Schilling moment. Who knows? And then of course you've got their wide receiving core, which is an infirmary. we'll see who all is going to suit up and play and, and how effective they're going to be between uh Tony and, uh, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and you name it. Right. And then, um, and then, and then, of course, you know, a lot of storylines in regard to, to the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and his shoulders. So, as I said, I host a, uh, a digital show called Bet Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, both Tim McManus and Adam Teicher join me on the program to get us up to speed on both the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs as they get ready. I believe they travel tomorrow to Glendale, Arizona, to get ready for their week leading into the Super Bowl. Let's listen in. First and foremost, Tim McManus, we've seen him on Bet. Quite frequently as of late. Why? Well, because the Eagles are kicking butt and taking names. Here's Tim McManus with an update. What are the Eagles? What have they done this week? And how they're preparing, of course, to head to Glendale, Arizona for the Super Bowl. Let's listen in.
7: Hey, Anita. Well, preparations for Super Bowl 57 in full swing here in South Philadelphia. The Eagles are going to be working here through Saturday before jumping on a charter plane on Sunday afternoon, expected to arrive in Phoenix around 3 p.m. Arizona time. Eagles coach Nick Sirianni wants to make sure he gets the bulk of the work done while they're still here in Philly. He knows what awaits them once they get into Phoenix. It's going to be bedlam, media frenzy, their time and attention being pulled on, and so he's going to get most of the installs done so the players can take a bit of a mental break once they get into Phoenix and tight end Dallas Goddard was noting that it already feels like a long buildup to the Super Bowl and said it's going to feel even longer once we're locked into our hotel rooms in Phoenix, but noted that's better than being locked in on your couch at home. And they have some veteran leaders that they can lean on here. Guys like Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Jake Elliott. They've all been to the Super Bowl before. So they're kind of setting the tone as they await the biggest game of the year.
2: Thank you so much, Tim. Dre, let's take a look at this, right? Because what we know about the Eagles is they have blown out the Giants and they blew out the 49ers. So here's the history of the largest playoff points per game differential entering the Super Bowl. Raiders are up there, Giants are up there, Bills are up there, and look, there are the Eagles right above the 49ers. Lost one, lost, question mark, and one. Okay, so keep that in mind because it has not been tough sledding for this Eagles team heading into the Super Bowl matchup. With that being said, let's head to Kansas City. Adam Teicher with an update on the Chiefs.
1: Patrick Mahomes said he did not aggravate his high ankle sprain in last week's AFC Championship game, and he should be good to go in Super Bowl 57 against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chiefs leave on Sunday for Arizona and will keep a schedule very similar to the one they used three years ago when they beat the 49ers in Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Defensive end Frank Clark said the Chiefs coaches do a good job of mimicking their regular season schedule during Super Bowl week. Maybe that's a good thing that the Chiefs will be on that schedule because they used a different schedule when they returned to the Super Bowl the next season for Super Bowl 55 against the Bucks in Tampa. Then that was the COVID season, and the Chiefs left the day before the game as they normally would for a regular season game, and they lost that one 31-9.
2: So, again, uh, some insight there between uh, with with both Tim McManus, who covers the Eagles, and Adam Teicher, who covers the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland will join us from the NFL Network. Uh, I know we're a week away, but still, I think, some interesting conversations to have and expectations for this week because here's what happens. Uh, These teams are already locked and loaded, prepared, uh, because they know once they land in in Glendale, Arizona in this week, that's about to be. Uh, It's all about, you know, uh, speaking to the media, events, dinners, all this. Uh, So you need to be locked and loaded. You need to be prepared. So they used this past week getting ready for the opponent. This coming week is balancing out being at the Super Bowl, getting acclimated, and, of course, balancing out all the media requests and and everything that comes along with that. Cynthia Freeland joins us next. Artie, Richard, I see you guys. We'll get to your calls as well. 90.7 ESPN.
0: I mean, that's why you got to get out to Los Angeles, girl. <laughs> hey, listen,
2: I will say this. We have not had a winter. Like we really, we have had an extended fall. We, we we have not had a winter. I don't even know like the last time it snowed here. It may have been last year. Like we, it had, we have not had a snow. And, and, and this week it's supposed to get back into the fifties. So, well,
0: okay. so you can be cold for a day.
2: Yeah. So this is, it's, it's, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's 20 out. It's supposed to feel like it's 11 this morning. I think it was like, it was the the feel was supposed to be like negative 10, you know, but of course that was at like 6am. Who's outside at 6am on a Saturday? Uh, Certainly not me. So, um, but we, we have been blessed this, this year in regard to weather. Um, and like I said, this coming week it's supposed to get back up into the 50s. So I'm not complaining. I'm not, compl- but I-, I am sitting here and an, an, I'm doing the show in sweatpants and a sweatshirt because it, it is it is chilly. Um, hey, we got Super Bowl in a week and a day. Uh, the Eagles uh, they are favored by one and a half. Um, you know, I do believe the Eagles are the better team. Uh, let's let's start. And and the reason why I believe that is I just I'm I'm still a true believer. It's one in the trenches, and I think they've got the better offensive line and the better defensive line. Right now, what what side are you leaning to, and who you think is going to win, Cynthia?
0: You know, I I hear what you're saying, but I think I still think that the Chiefs managed to pull this one off. Now I'm going to put a little asterisk there because I understand Nicole Hardman probably won't play, but if we're you know facing losing if they're facing losing other guys on that on you know on that receiving core, then I could, I I reserve the right to change my mind. But at this point, with what we know, I still think that the Chiefs are able to pull this off. One, I do think that they're the better team, the Eagles, but I do also believe that when you're looking at adversity and facing adversity, they haven't had to go through anything and work their way through it in like something like, I don't know, over a month. Because remember, Jalen Hurts had a shoulder and Garda Minshew played. And then the week that they played the Giants, the Giants were playing not their starters. And then they rolled on the Giants after taking a break in the bye. And then they, you know, that was the weirdest, a really unfortunate game against San Francisco. And they rolled there as well. So they haven't had to overcome anything. And look what happens when Patrick Mahomes executes like quick strike offense. So when they're using tempo, you can't stop them. So Chiefs come out, jumps in early lead. It's going to be harder for them to work their way out because they haven't done it in so long. So,
2: so a few things. Let's, let's, let's spend some time talking about Kansas city. So you're saying Michael Hardman more than likely is not going to play. What are you hearing about Kadarius Toney and Juju Smith-Schuster? What's the latest on them?
0: Obviously what you hear is that they're going to play because they're always going to say that until they're not. So the fact that we're hearing anything about McColl means probably he's not playing right. That's kind of my, again, I, nothing is for sure. Definite, you know, no one's been ruled out. It. It's not like that. It's just trying to read the tea leaves here a little bit, but, when you're trying to decipher how this all works, the fact that they're saying, like, it'd be unlikely for McColl to come back, that means something. They're saying nothing about the other guys. So, to me, I think they're playing even if they're not 100%. Um
2: uh, Willie Gay Jr., from what I understand, got banged up in the Cincinnati game. It's not like Kansas City's defense is anything to write home about outside of uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Secondary is very young, inexperienced, not very good. Uh, without Willie Gay, uh, it really opens up things for Dallas Goddard. But I haven't seen any injury designation from him. Uh, what, what are you hearing about anyone from Kansas City's defense?
0: You know, I haven't... I'm actually even more worried about Legerious Sneed, because that, that that injury is really like very important, because they, they usually have him play the nickel. They've actually had him come play out wide. I think the defensive back. this is a team that has given up the second highest... In the regular season, they gave up the second highest pass rating on downfield passes. Those are what next-gen stats define as 10-plus area attempts, 10, and they've given up like the second highest pass rating on those. So that's a problem. kind of a big problem, but... Look, if needs not playing, again, I only go based on what I know and right now and see, you know, pretty much full rosters. Plus, you know, it is the Super Bowl, so even if guys maybe wouldn't have gone if it was like week seven, they're going to go in
2: this one. So, okay, so, so there's that. And, and uh, you know, there's some talk and speculation whether or not Patrick Mahomes in that ankle injury is a, a legit, quote-unquote, high ankle sprain as opposed to just an ankle sprain. Uh, what 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 is your take uh, and what are you hearing about his ankle coming out of kansas city
0: you know it was interesting because i was just at the east west shrine bowl in vegas where it was snowing because i had to deal with snow I was like this isn't this isn't good but i spoke <laughs> to uh, one of the guys that had worked with him you know things jeff christensen he's like one of those quarterback gurus there's plenty of those out there but this guy you know he's been working with patrick a lot like through his whole career coming out of college so it was interesting because he's like, you know, they have a whole plan for him. He's been working really hard in his footwork. You know, if there's anything you know about Patrick, it's like, well, okay, it could, it could look bad, but Patrick's going to somehow find a way to, to make it happen. Now, I don't think it's 100%. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't even know, like, the designation difference between high or regular ankle, whatever. Like, that, that's a – I mean, obviously, high ankle sprains are worse. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be – they're going to get him out there. Patrick's going to find a way. And you have to remember – this is a guy who threw the most short touchdown passes. So under 10 air yard passes in the NFL last season. So it's not like they haven't been using that short, quick strike game to get away from pressure all season long. So they don't even have to adapt that all that much.
2: Cynthia Freeland joining us here. You see her all over the NFL network and she's with us each and every Saturday afternoon. So aren't we lucky? Um, I'm, I'm really intrigued about Travis Kelsey's Performance in the Super Bowl, right, because not that the Eagles are the end all be all when it comes to defending the position they they rank somewhere around twentieth, but they have not had a tight end put up more than seventy receiving yards uh, against them all season long and if you if you look at at the at the tight ends that they have faced uh, they're they're pretty legit tight ends right they're, they're tight ends that do that are a big part of the passing game. Uh, but, but they have not allowed a one, an over-70-yard tight end. Uh, his number, I think, is 74-and-a-half or 76-and-a-half, something like that. What, what are your expectations for Travis Kelsey come next Sunday?
0: Well, look, look, you're saying they haven't allowed a tight end, and I'm saying, okay, and? Because Travis Kelsey hasn't been lining up. I mean, he's lining up out wide. They're using him all over the formation. He's not. You know, the, the position is interesting because when you talk about, like, giving up yards to a tight end, You have to think about where they're playing from, and that's just not where Travis always plays from. This season, you've seen him line up in all, truly all over the formation and be used all over the formation, in breaking routes, out breaking routes. I actually think Travis Kelsey is a – I think I like the over in that because I think Travis Kelsey, that's what they're going to be like game planning for two reasons. One, the two places to target the Philadelphia defense are the linebacker level, especially in coverage, and the second place to target it is going to be the safeties not named C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Those the other two safeties. I mean, look, it's it's not. They're not bad players. They're just not great players. They, I'm not I'm not saying like they're bad. You have to target them for, for because they're not good. I'm saying, you know, you have to find the weakest pot, spots. And you know, Marcus Epps and Reed Blankenship is not the, the the strongest parts of that defense. And Travis Kelsey, he's the strongest part of that offense, other than Patrick Mahomes, of course.
2: What about the backfield? You know, uh, for, for a while there, we saw Jerick McKinnon uh, really come on strong. He was scoring a touchdown every game. I want to say even prior to heading into the postseason, he had nine touchdowns in six games prior to heading into uh, the postseason. But now I feel like it's, it's the Pacheco show. So what, what are your expectations in the backfield for the Kansas City Chiefs?
0: I, I think that both I think that the running backs will both be really instrumental in this for two reasons. Watch Jarek McKinnon pick up the blitz. Watch what happens when he's like out. People who are bigger than him, Jarek McKinnon can really do a nice job blocking Isaiah Pacheco. He has great yards after contact. So he's more like, you know, not to say he can't catch the ball, but like, you know, he pounding ground on the ground, like that kind of inside rushes situation. That's where you're going to use him. And it's interesting because, like to me, that's one of the points where you know, running backs picking up blitzes that's something that is a, a plus and is a puts in the in the plus column for um for Kansas City and is a question mark in the Eagles column because I don't think I have not seen Miles Sanders really pick up blitzes very effectively and efficiently, especially when he's outsized.
2: Uh, again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 90.7 ESPN. In, in looking at, let's turn our attention now, what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles, right. And and specifically offensively. I'm really feeling Goddard in this matchup. Kansas City has not been good against opposing tight ends. I want to say they've allowed nine receiving touchdowns to opposing tight ends this season. I want to say they rank 31st in defending the position. I also like Miles Sanders. Now, keep in mind, a blowout against the Giants and then unfortunate, uh, you know, events that unfortunately took place in that 49ers game that just made it an odd game I think that's a big reason why we've seen Gainwell well as well as Boston Scott uh, this is a Kansas City Chiefs team they are not good against opposing running backs we know how good this Philadelphia Eagles offensive line is I'm expecting a big game from Miles Sanders and like I said I like Dallas Goddard as well your thoughts
0: yeah I think I'm not as high on Miles Miles Sanders. I know that it you can run against this team, but I, I think it's gonna be Jalen Hurts. Like I think if you if you wanna pick like nice running situation this one, it's gonna be Jalen Hurts and maybe even a rushing touchdown. I'm staying away from Miles Sanders in it. I do like Dallas Goddard as well. I think that's a really smart option. To me the most highly like the highest probability touchdown goes to AJ Brown. He just totally outsizes, outmatches all of their secondary and I think that, that size advantage will be something that they'll look to exploit. Um, I, and I think Devonte Smith is—you know—he really. It, the word I'm gonna use is impressed me because it's not that I wasn't impressed with his physical capabilities, but if you go back and watch the beginning of that San Francisco game when things were still, you know, they still had Brock Purdy in the game, that that catch that wasn't a catch. He turned to the sideline and he was like, "Hey guys, you should call that because it wasn't a catch." And he totally like the gamesmanship there was amazing. So I have to say, like, I, I'm really impressed by that. Um, in, in addition to his physical prowess, but. I just think, to me, the highest probability is A.J. Brown
2: touchdown. Um, In regard to the defense, right, like 70-plus sacks this season, uh, we know how good Hassan Reddick is. Uh, They can get at you around the outside, through the interior as well. Uh, How do you think Kansas City's offensive line is going to hold up against that front seven? Uh, I should say that rotating front seven, right? Because they've got so much depth there, Cynthia.
0: I mean, that's going to be a problem. But I will say that, like, I you know, picking up the chips, the when they use two tight ends and, like, look at the other one other than Travis Kelsey, the, the way they're able to get chips and the way that they're able to add extra blocks and use, like, heavier formations to at least, I'm not going to say stop the pressure, but just, like, slow it down a bit. That has been very masterful and impactful. So I would imagine, like, it's not like they don't know it's coming, right? Like, this is not a team that's like all of a sudden latter half of the season picks up their pressure percentage. It's something that has been going on all season long. So while I while I don't necessarily like, I don't love it. I'd rather you know I want to see everyone play healthy and my desk here with me if you're if you're on the side of Patrick Mahomes, which my model is. Um, you know, I, I just think that at the end of the day, like, they'll have some answers for it. It's not gonna, they're not going to stop it, and I don't think they're planning to completely stop it, but the workaround will be just enough of uh, efficiency and effectiveness to not keep banging their head uh, you know, up, up on the wall just doing the same thing that doesn't work, right? That's what Andy Reid can do really well. I think if the Chiefs get off to a fast start and then can adapt to the pressure that's coming to them, then it's the Chiefs, then the Chiefs win.
2: It's going to be a good game. Uh, again, I'm on the side of the Eagles. Cynthia is on the side of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, she could change that. Uh, okay. and w- time will tell. We will see. Uh, I know the teams are, are headed to Glendale. Typically, they leave on, on Sunday, and they arrive sometime late Sunday afternoon, and then the week of the festivities. Are you heading to uh, Arizona? Are you going to be out there, Cynthia?
0: I am. I will be there on Wednesday. We have tons of coverage, and we all kind of start... Wednesday is when I'll first be there, but I think we start on like Monday. But they kinda of pushed the schedule is a little bit different this week. Or this year than before. So it's a little bit later. Like some of the media day stuff is just later,
1: so
2: So you're gonna be out there Wednesday? Are you gonna be there for the game or are you gonna be back in LA for the game? Because I, I like I oh, personally yeah, no. I like watching I like watching the game at home.
0: Listen, we have an eight and a half hour game day morning on Sunday before the game, so I don't think I'd have time to get home before before the game started.
2: Plus, I want to see Rihanna in person. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm excited. Listen, it's so funny because I don't Have you had this conversation with your friends? Like, I've got a mixed bag of reaction from my friends. I'm excited. I can't wait to see her. I think she's going to be great. Um, she's got so many hits. You know, one could sit back and say, okay, what's going to make it? What's not? The over-under is nine and a half different songs. Uh, I'm on the oh, under. You think
0: we'll
2: see over? You think, we'll over over? You, think you think we'll see? T- yeah. You think we'll see ten, if not more, songs from her? Interesting.
0: I, I mean, like you don't have to play like you know how, what's what's because the bars on her stuff is just so iconic. Like go to your like a mix where you can do one of those mixes like Rihanna Radio or something. And if you just it's just so many bangers. There's so many bangers.
2: What do you think? What do you think she opens That's up with? What's my name?
0: What's my name? Nana. I What's my name? So.
2: Oh, na, no nah, no nah. what's my you name?
0: Oh, na, na. You want to keep your listeners, right?
2: <laughs> uh, do you think we'll see Drake or Eminem? Do you think she'll have an appearance with uh, some of the, uh, the, the cats that she's done, uh, she's collaborated with?
0: I do. I, I, as much as I think she can hold it on her own, I just think that she's like one of those people who's going to surprise us. We, ha- like, we obviously had the ultimate collaboration last year, but before that, we've seen kind of fewer collaborations. I think she's going to bring it back. And I think she just brings down the house. It's going to
2: be so good. I'm excited. But it's interesting. I've got a few friends who are like, uh eh. I'm like, what are you talking about, people? Uh, anyway, before I, I, I let you, you go, any, any any, latest? I know, you know you're, you're with the NFL Network. You're hearing a lot of things. Uh, any, any latest in regard to uh, what quarterback you think end up here in New York with the Jets? If you, if you were a wagering woman and there was a, an, a, a prop bet out there, a futures bet out there, who, who would you put your money on?
0: You know, I'm just going to say because I think it would be fun to see Aaron Rodgers there, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't know. I truly have no idea, but it would be fun to see Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to see him.
2: And do you feel that uh, the Giants get a deal done with uh, Daniel Jones?
0: I think they do. I think they do because I think Brian Dable is a really good coach, and I think he's going to be able to get even better with creating more opportunities for for Daniel Jones to succeed. Uh,
2: you rock as always my friend. Safe travels out to uh to to Glendale, Arizona, and uh, if you have time for us next Saturday, well, actually, I'm off next Saturday. Never mind, uh, maybe maybe we can arrange <laughs> something where we do something uh, on the gambling show on Friday night.
0: You got it. Happy to do it.
2: okay. All right, my friend. Love you, miss you, mean it. Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Again, you see her all over the NFL Network. Quick break. We come back. We'll take your calls. 98.7 ESPN.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: The Philadelphia Eagles were asked what their favorite Rihanna song was. Umbrella won the uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles poll. Uh, Rude Boy got one vote. And uh, What's My Name? I think got four. But I think Umbrella ended up with like 10 votes or something like that. I want to remind you, come out to see the Michael K. Show live on Friday, February 10th at 3 o'clock from 3 to 1, um, 7 Main Street in Farmingdale for a special countdown to kickoff broadcast to get you ready for the big game. Just steps away from the Farmingdale station on the LIRR. Uh, we're bringing the big game experience to you at 317 Main Street. Uh, brought to you by Jack Daniels, Resort World, Bimini, Grand Marnier, PC Richard & Son, Slomans, and uh, Ben Kosher's Deli. So make sure you do that. Also, the New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long. At the UBS Arena, ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season. So enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Vancouver Canucks at home on February 9th. Just download the ESPN app, scroll down to Contest, submit your entry for full contest rules. Go to ESPNNewYork.com. Be sure to visit the NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets, and more. And, uh, And catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream heard only on the ESPN New York app. 800 uh, 919 is the phone number. Let's uh, continue with your calls. we got Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, welcome in. Anita. Hi. Anita? Yep. Hey. So
3: Hi. it is, Aaron Rodgers is a lock. My son is celebrating <laughs> his 20th birthday. We put a candle on the pancakes. His first wish and his only wish, Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, that's a lock. And if he comes, we don't need anybody else. Okay? We, I'm not saying we're winning the Super Bowl. I'm not saying we're going to the Super Bowl. We could do what Denver had and a, a total collapse. But when, let's face it, when Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos, they were a legit Super Bowl team. That's all you could ask for. If it happens, it happens. All I wish is that if he does come, you give Saleh and the whole Douglas regime two years not one year get rid of the coach two years and if it doesn't work you'll blow it up and start over I'm good what do you think on that
2: oh Artie Um, a few things thanks for the phone call happy birthday to your son Artie Um, number one be careful what you wish for Uh, number one Uh, I'd I'd rather me personally I'd rather have like somebody like Derek Carr here Uh, that's just me um i i just I, I i question uh i question aaron rodgers desire these days um in commitment to winning a super bowl is he is he up to coming in and, and working for a different franchise and a different team Granted, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett will be here. It will be a system that he's familiar with, but still so much will go into um, learning uh, the new personalities and his teammates and, you know, is is he at this stage in the game in his career? Is he up for that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's go to Jonathan in L.A. Jonathan, welcome in. Good afternoon.
4: Hey, Anita." Uh, first things first, love your shows. I even listen to you here at 710, so put on oh, a good show. Oh, thank
2: you. Thank you, Jonathan.
4: No problem. I have, I have two things. First things first, I just seen it right now. Uh, Kyrie is out for tonight on the Nets game, and Westbrook is also questionable probably out. Never know. Probably something might go on tonight. <laughs> just saying. Now, this is my question, Anita. Um, for the Super Bowl, I believe the over and under is at forty nine fifty. is going back and forth. The last time that a Super Bowl has gone over was five years ago, which the Eagles were in it. What do you think about I'm leaning towards going over? It's going to be an indoor stadium. It's going to be two high-scoring offenses. Good defenses, but two really high-scoring offenses. I think it's going to go over. I think it's about time, five years. I think it's already too much. NFL's trying to put on a really good show. What do you think about that, Anita? And
6: once again, keep up the good work. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it. Uh, So for folks who don't know, I host a gambling show in LA called bet LA on Wednesday night. So Jonathan appreciate you listening on, on both coasts. Um, Number one, you're absolutely right. And, and I neglected to, to mention and, uh, and, and Harvey or Joe, I forgot. One of our producers told me a while ago, about 30 minutes ago, and my apologies, uh, Kyrie Irving is going to be inactive tonight against Washington, Uh, Reports are that he's dealing with some type of knee soreness. Okay, wink, wink. Uh, But uh, guys, if you could confirm that Westbrook is going to be inactive tonight for the Lakers, I would greatly appreciate it. If that's the case, yeah, is uh, is there some shady stuff going on where there's smoke? Is there fire? Um, Yeah, I I would, I would, I would raise an eyebrow to that for sure, for sure. In regard to the over under. I'm leaning towards the under. I don't have a true conviction in regard to the over-under here. Uh, Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com. He was on with me on my LA show on, on Wednesday. And uh, he, had, he has a stat out there. When the Kansas City Chiefs have a week off to prepare for a team and they're going up against a team that has a top-10 defense in the NFL, uh, the over always hits. The over always hits. So this is from Fat Jack, professional handicapper. So Andy Reid really uh, scheming and preparing and putting a really good uh, offensive game plan together to go up against a really excellent Philadelphia Eagles defense, let alone number one pass defense in the NFL. So I just – I don't have true conviction here either way. So I'm probably going to stay away from that, just FYI. Quick break, we come back. I, I am I'm going to have uh, Jeff Legwald on the show. I think it's a really good interview because number one – Uh, It it's it's about Sean Payton, the fact that uh, the Denver Broncos now have hired him and we get into a discussion about Nathaniel Hackett that Jets fans need to listen to. Okay, so stay tuned. Uh, Jeff Legwald, who covers the Denver Broncos, joins us next here on 90.7 ESPN.